Let's start today's episode with a small poll. No, you don't have to answer me directly. Just listen to me carefully and answer these questions sincerely to your own self. Let's begin. I'm going to give you two options for every question and you have to choose one. So here's the first one. If you get fever and cold, who would you consult? Google or a doctor? Two. If you have to file your taxes, who would you consult? The CA or the bank? Now, if you go to subject matter experts for your other needs, then why are you turning to uninformed and unqualified influencers when it comes to your diet? Today, I'm going to bust your myth on one such quote unquote and infamous diet, keto. Thanks to social media. And before we begin, let me also tell you that all those who misguide you on this diet are actually secret followers of the same. Hi, I'm Shweta Bhatia and I'm a registered dietitian with the Indian Dietetic Association and welcome to my podcast, Mind Your Fitness, where I will tell you why you should not blame the butter for what the bread did. Let me begin with those common misconceptions that my clients have when we talk about keto. So the first one is, I'll gain weight if I stop the diet. The diet is prescribed because you were gaining weight on carbs. If the weight drops when you start the diet, it establishes further that the amount of carbs you were consuming was in excess of your requirements. So going back to the old diet means going back to the old body. Number two, my food will be floating in oil since it's a high fat diet. Now, high fat does not mean unlimited fat. It is marginally increased and a qualified expert will ensure that the sources of fat used are as per your liking and comfort. And number three, do we say bye to our favorite foods? No, not at all. We do not prescribe deprivation. Once you are in the fat adapted state, we can strategically put your favorite carb based foods in prescribed amounts and frequencies that do not disturb the fat loss process. Number four, but I'm a vegetarian Shweta. There are many healthy grain substitutes and your dietitian can help you with the menu even if you are a vegetarian. The fifth one, my friend told me that keto will affect my kidney or heart or damage my organs if I follow it in the long term. Now in all fairness, the data available on long-term compliance in an Indian population may be sparse. But purely relying on scientific sense, a diet that keeps your hunger at bay, preserves your muscle, reduces cravings, burns fat and reduces inflammation, can't be damaging your organs, no? If you have a medical condition, do it under supervision, as you would with any other diet. Now let me introduce you to the right way of doing this. What is the keto diet? The ketogenic diet or keto as we call it is a very low carb, high fat diet with sufficient amounts of first class proteins. Once a diet used for management of epilepsy has now become popular as a weight loss diet. So let's understand more about what happens in the body with this diet. Who is it for? And the real pros and cons. The focus is on reducing your carbohydrate intake and replacing it with fat. Now, I know that we've all heard that fat is the villain, but allow the expert to prove fat as the good fat. When you cut on carbs and consume fat, your body becomes incredibly efficient at burning fat for energy, meaning 
फैट बर्नस फैट रिमेंबर दैट हिंदी सिंग लोहा लोहे को काटता है ये अब फिट कर लो अपने माइंड में नाउ कमिंग टू हाउ दिस हैपन्स लेट्स गो बैक टू दी एपिसोड इफ यू हैवन हर्ड दैट वन यूर इट ऑन ऑल लीडिंग ऑडियो प्लेटफॉर्म्स ऑल कार्बोहाइड्रेट्स फॉर एग्जाम्पल ग्रेन्स पल्सिस फ्रूट्स टाची वेजिटेबल्स लाइक पटेटोज डिरेक्ट शुगर लाइक हनी जैगरी फाइनली कन्वर्ट इन टू ग्लूकोज और फ्रुक्टोज आफ्टर डाइजेशन मेनी क्लाइंट से दे आर ऑफ शुगर बट दे कंज्यूम सफिशेंट अमाउंट ऑफ कार्ब्स टू अदर सोर्सेज विच अगेन फाइनली टर्नस इन टू शुगर और ग्लूकोज एज द बॉडी रेकग्नाइज इट इ रिस्पेक्टिव ऑफ वेर इट केम फ्रॉम नाउ इफ दिस ग्लूकोज इज नॉट यूज इट स्टोर्स एज फैट basically glucose spikes the hormone insulin and insulin stores fat so if you want to cut fat we need to limit these foods so that the reverse process can occur that is lower insulin and fat stores get unlocked and are burned for energy instead of carbs that is the very reason you can't keep both carbs and fat high in the diet as is our regular indian diet now many celebrities boast of adding ghee to their rice basically they want to promote traditional diets which believe me half of them do not follow themselves and then somewhere they heard that ghee is also healthy so then they add one and two which becomes four in my opinion as mentioned in our previous episode with dr siddharth prakash we have clearly stated who is eligible to speak on these topics and who should not unsolicited advice will only add to the diabetes issue in the country Let's now get back to the science and the logic. Supplying carbs is like keeping ready cash in the wallet. Nobody worries about assets and fixed deposits unless disposable income dwindles. Now fat is that fixed deposit of the body. So in order to liquidate the surplus sitting in the FDs, we need to restrict cash in the wallet and also access to the ATM. From where does the body get the energy then you may wonder. The body generally gets its energy from three sources. carbohydrates protein and fat if we are restricting carbs then obviously the other two nutrients have to work harder now protein is usually calculated by a dietitian as per your activity levels we don't want too much protein burning off for energy because its main job is repair so now we are left with fat dietary fat is proportionately increased as the backup fuel The remaining energy deficit or the calorie deficit comes from the stored body fat. So in short fat burns to form ketones or produces a state of nutritional ketosis which then supplies the energy to the body. This is not the same as diabetic ketoacidosis. Just to let you know that your body maintains a small amount of ketones in the blood even if you're not on the diet. So there's nothing unnatural about it. Through the diet we raise the level a small notch higher. but within a healthy range the body automatically switches off ketone production when it is crossing a certain limit this automatic shut off does not work when there is insufficient insulin for example in type 1 diabetics so such individuals definitely require strict monitoring under professional guidance if at all they want to follow the diet and even though carbs are almost eliminated you will never be zero on glucose Some amounts of protein and fat can be converted to glucose when it is required by the body. It's best to start the diet under supervision of a qualified dietitian because getting the correct ratios of carb, protein and fat for a person with no background in human biochemistry and physiology can be very daunting. 
To add further, glucose can be made by the body, but essential amino acids from protein and fatty acids must be supplied through the diet. So technically, fat and protein are more essential than carbs. Now let's look at some of the proven benefits of the diet. Ketogenic diets can cause reductions in blood sugar and in some cases even reverse borderline diabetes and controls PCOS. It cuts body fat and preserves your muscle mass. It reduces hunger and cravings. It keeps you energetic. It is anti-inflammatory. It has helped people with allergies and gut issues, especially IBS. It clears your acne, it improves satiety signaling, which means the brain becomes more sharp and efficient at identifying fullness. Carbs, by the way, disturb this brain signaling and the brain does not register fullness with carbs easily. This means you can eat a lot more carbs than what your body requires. On the other hand, it's slightly difficult to overdo protein and fat as they make you full faster and keep you full longer. Now, some other practical concerns you should be aware of. The first one, it can increase your total cholesterol levels. Now, we see an increase in the so-called good cholesterol HDL and bad cholesterol LDL. Why do I say so-called? Because LDL and HDL are just carriers or they are vehicles of cholesterol and triglycerides in the blood. Cholesterol and triglycerides are actually the passengers. What lodges in your arteries are the carriers or the vehicles, especially LDL. After it lodges, it gets oxidized and then calcified to form a plaque and that blocks your arteries. So the type of passengers, are they peaceful or troublemakers? And the number of vehicles, obviously if there are more numbers, they will cause traffic jams, are what really matter and is what we are interested in, in terms of the heart disease risk. Triglycerides are made from excess carbs in the liver, by the way. They are then parceled off into the blood in these vehicles called VLDN and LDL. So an increase in triglycerides increases the number of the vehicles, which is risky. So as a passenger, triglycerides works like a terrorist. Cholesterol by itself is pretty harmless. Your lipid test measures total cholesterol in these vehicles and is an indirect or an inaccurate indicator of the number of vehicles that are on the road or in your blood. So what should you be looking for? Please watch my video interpreting your lipid profile on the Mind Your Fitness YouTube channel for a clearer understanding on this topic. By the way, the link between saturated fat, dietary cholesterol and heart disease called the diet-heart hypothesis has already been weakened by latest research. Having said that, some people may have a genetic condition called familial hypercholesterolemia or have a genetic tendency to respond negatively to the diet. That's a really small number in my experience. In the last 15 years of my practice, I've probably seen just two such cases and the diet was modified. So we need to monitor the levels before starting and at regular intervals. These cases may also need medications. The second concern is that it can increase uric acid levels. Now this can also be managed by monitoring with tests. Sometimes it can aggravate existing constipation. Again, this is manageable in 90% of the cases. You have to be careful to maintain your salt intake, especially in the initial phases of the diet. High insulin levels hold sodium back. This is also why high-carb diets and diabetes are associated with high blood pressure or hypertension. Less carbs cause salt to be thrown out by the kidneys. So adding back a little salt can help with your fatigue levels that sets in in the initial phases. And with that, we are ready to wind up today's podcast. But before that, remember these pointers in a nutshell. 
they will literally change your life. Avoid following plans from the internet or following your friend's plan. It may help kickstart the process, but a trained dietitian can definitely do the job better. After an assessment, you and the dietitian can take a joint call on how to proceed and the best diet suitable for your goals. If you follow the rules, the ketogenic diet is one of the most therapeutic diets backed by research. It's definitely not a fad. I've applied it with great success across a range of medical and sports performance cases. I've been following it myself for a decade and I've never been fitter. And now the main question, is the diet for everyone? Easy way to know this is if you're doing well on your blood numbers, maintaining your body fat within range, you're reasonably fit, then follow the diet that's already working for you. But anybody trying to lose some excess body fat must give the diet a fair chance. You can decide how low you want to keep the carbs only after you try it for at least 6 to 8 weeks. If you have a medical condition, please consult a qualified dietitian who can assess your risk and advise you whether you should follow this diet and of course guide you with the sources of protein and fat. Is it sustainable? Can one do it forever? Stay tuned for the answers in the upcoming episodes. For now, this is Shweta Bhatia. Thank you for tuning into my podcast Mind Your Fitness. Next Wednesday's episode is for all you serial calorie counters. Gosh, give yourself a break though. Sit back and relax and remember, don't blame the butter for what the bread did. Meanwhile, keep sending me all your diet related questions on my Insta handle shweta_bhatia. Mm-hmm.